Hello, it's Jean-Marc, storyteller and astrologer. This is my autobiography with astrological source. If you wish to look at my birth chart, I was born on the 4th of November 1961 at 9.30 p.m. in a French city called Laxou, L-A-X-O-U. And what I wanted to talk about today is that when I'm thinking of it, I still regret to have paid this astrologer. My Chiron return was approaching, but I wasn't really thinking of that. I don't live my life with my eyes riveted on the cosmic clock. Cosmic or not, I don't like to give too much power to clocks. Time to get up, time to sit, time to eat, time to rest, time to work, time to break up the flow again and again. No, thank you. When it's possible, I prefer to listen to my body and to how I feel to know when it's time to do something. I prefer to use astrology to try to understand life and the human psyche. And not to add constraints, as if we had not enough. Anyway, I was thinking I needed some help with emotional management. I was thinking I had to be humble enough to accept once more time that I may not be able to sort it all out on my own. As I was interested in Chiron, I contacted Melanie Reinhardt, the author of the famous book Chiron and the Healing Journey. I wanted a healing journey with her, if possible. She replied to my email saying that she only offered one-off readings, but as I wanted ongoing work, she recommended someone she knew. I thought it was a bit of a shame that someone who writes a book with healing journey in the title doesn't offer healing journeys as part of their astrological practice. As an astrologer, I do offer healing journeys. The birth chart is a mine of deep conversation starters, and I do believe in the healing power of, of simply talking about things that matters in a non-judgmental way, of course with understanding, tolerance, and compassion, and kindness, and, and wonder as well. Well, I booked an appointment with the astrologer and counsellor Melanie Reinhardt recommended to me. Melanie Reinhardt is great, and I don't recommend her recommendation. This person had just a quick look at my natal planet. The first thing I noticed when I saw my printed chart in her hands, is that it didn't include Chiron. I was in Chiron mood. I had contacted Melanie Reinhardt, the Chiron expert. I came on behalf of this Chiron expert, and Chiron had been swept under the carpet. What a start. I said nothing, but I should have. She commented on my sun and moon. According to her, looking at my moon with my mother, things had been okay. My natal moon is connected with Jupiter by an exact trine, wonderful, and also with Saturn by a trine as well, not that exact, uh, but still a trine. Trines are supposed to be harmonious, no problems are to be found with this moon, she said. 
On the other hand, my son Neptune conjunction seemed to imply that it was with my father that things were complicated. He was most probably absent, if not physically, at least psychologically. She was not wrong, but I told her that my mother died when I was one year old. I was 17 months, to be exact. She, she was surprised, uh, but quickly recovered, and went on talking about the psychological techniques we would be working with, based on dream analysis, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. Apart from my conflict-hating Libra Moon, I have a typical Scorpio wait-and-see attitude. I said nothing, but I should have. I talked with her about why I wanted to do this work. I was called naive in the process about something I said. And I was, I regret to say, not assertive enough to refuse to pay the forty pounds for this hour of her time and mine. I hope you have no doubt about the fact that losing your mother when you are one year old is something important and even fundamental to a life story. Don't cry for me now, that's not the purpose of the podcast, and uh, it was a long time ago, but yes, it is a hard knock for a one year old. I look at children of this age when I have the opportunity, how they cling to their mother, and I get a strange feeling. I do believe that this loss was somehow planned before incarnation. I don't believe in fate in an absolute sense. I don't live my life thinking that I am putting my feet into pre-existing footprints, no. However, I do believe that some events can be planned, especially those that happen at an early age before we get a chance to take our destiny into our own hands. So, the loss of my mother should be at least hinted at in my birth chart. Let's have a look. First thing, my natal moon, as I told you, is in Libra. Therefore, Venus rules. What happens to Venus? Venus is very afflicted by a double square with Saturn and Jupiter on one side and a half square with Pluto on the other. Only this should be enough to conclude. This moon is not sitting in a comfortable place. Planets in astrology are called rulers or lords. Signs are their domiciles. Let's follow this metaphor. Imagine a lord in the medieval sense of the word, huh? a nobleman, visiting another lord in his castle. The visiting lord is at peace with everyone, but during his stay, a war breaks out between the host and another lord. The castle is besieged. Is uh, the visitor sitting in a comfortable place? No, of course not. Now, what is important is repeated in a chart. Let's look at the fourth house. This house means home, family, and emotional foundations. Traditionally, it also means father, but you can be sure that mother can only be included in the meaning of the house of emotional foundations. The cusp of the fourth house in my chart 
is in Virgo. So Mercury rules. Where is Mercury? Conjunct Venus and afflicted in the same way. Square Saturn, square Jupiter, half square Pluto. Now there is more. The eighth house. A house that sometimes means death, very often symbolically and sometimes literally. This eighth house is in Aquarius. The traditional ruler of Aquarius is Saturn. So one of the possible meanings of Saturn is death. The tenth house, a house that traditionally means mother, between a few other things, uh, like career and reputation. The tenth house in my chart is in Pisces. The traditional ruler of Pisces is Jupiter. So Jupiter can mean mother. And Jupiter is conjunct Saturn. Mother is conjunct with death. This conjunction is strongly emphasized in the chart. You know, big importance of this. And afflicted, of course, Jupiter and Saturn are on the other end of the square with Venus and Mercury, rulers of mother and emotional foundations. There's a big, big meaning there. In this context, Chiron, the famous Chiron I wanted to hear about, is conjunct with my south node. An out of sign conjunction, yes, but still a conjunction, seven degrees orb. This Chiron was almost stationary when I was born, which adds to its weight, and it was making a very tight aspect to my natal moon. A minor aspect, yes, quinkunx, but very tight. And it was also exacerbated by an opposition with Black Moon Lilith, true Lilith being exactly conjunct to my north node. So you add the clues and the indicators. And I could go on and on, the semi-sextile, that is exact between Uranus, modern ruler of Aquarius, therefore of my eighth house, semi-sextile exact with my moon, and so on and so on. You could keep exploring and find other clues. Because what is important in a chart is repeated. If you are a mother looking at your child's chart and you find one or two of these indicators, uh, don't worry, it takes more than one hit on the head of the nail to push it into the wood. I have no conscious memory of my mother. She is my prehistory, so to speak. I'm sure she was the most wonderful dinosaur on Earth. Then there was a time of climate change, she disappeared and I woke up somewhere else. Next time we will look at the transit when it happens. It's also very revealing and there is a lot to learn. But I feel like talking a little bit more about fire now. As I told you last time, I have the North Node in Leo, a fire sign. It's an energy I have to work on in this life. I had because I'm well advanced in the process. And I have not a single planet in a fire sign in this chart. As if to say I was born with this element in a state of underdevelopment. This reminded me something. When I was a teenager, I joined a scout movement. A rather traditionalist one. 
you know, we used to wear the old-fashioned style uniform with beret, necker, shirts with badges, short trousers, all the paraphernalia. We used to go camping in the woods, even in winter, in the cold, under the rain. We were like little soldiers fighting with the elements. I loved that. To eat warm, we had to light a fire and cook our food on it. Do you imagine lighting a fire in the forest when it's pouring cats and dogs and the rule is that you don't use paper and you should not need more than three matches? Question of honor. So how do you proceed? You look for dead twigs, preferably from tree trunks because the ground is so drenched. You peel them off with a knife and store them in a box or under your raincoat, where it's dry. You gather and peel off many branches of various sizes. When you have enough, and you shouldn't be too optimistic about that, you build a cone. You carefully scratch your match, protecting it against the wind within your hands. You introduce it into the cone, and then you admire, first with anxiety, then, with excitement, the tiny flame grow progressively into a fire that you will keep feeding. Someone it takes a lot of blowing on your hands and knees in the mud and the head in the smoke. When the fire is big and strong, you can add wet branches, the fire dries them and burns them, and eventually you get embers to put your black pot on, cook your rice or pastas and eat them warm, sitting under the tent later in the afternoon. What life gave me to live, literally as a 13-year-old in the forest, was at the same time a teaching, a metaphor for how we build our confidence and our strength, our fire. The rain is symbolized by Aquarius, and that's where I have my south node, where I'm coming from. Under the rain, with no fire, and the task to light one. All this to say, without the small twigs, there is nothing we can do. The smallest victories, the very little steps, need to be valued and celebrated. I will leave you with this today. I suggest a little visit to my website if you have a few minutes. Uh, it's uh, myname.com and my name is Jean-Marc Pearson. Jean-Marc Jean Pearson with a C at the end of Mark and P-I-E-R-S-O-N. As a storyteller and astrologer, I offer uh, creative writings on the basis of your birth chart. I call that Astro Stories. You can also tip me if you feel like it. Ali, I'll tell you more in two weeks. Goodbye for now and thank you.